eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we're back, folks. Another edition of the Michigan Basketball Insider. So you're going to get something special. We're going to drop an episode today. And then we're going to come back in a few days and drop another when we're going to have a special guest by the name of Jet Howard. But we wanted to get one in. Uh, to sort of recap, as there have been a couple of games since our last podcast, as Michigan, they play preview. And then, of course, they had the first loss of the season uh, at home to Seton Hall. So my esteemed colleague and friend, a former Michigan basketball standout, NBA first-round draft pick, one of the best basketball commentators in the land, none other than Tim McCormick. Tim, how are you, my friend? I'm doing really well. And I'm anxious to break down the Seton Hall game because I think we learned – a lot. And we've also been really spoiled, haven't we? The, it seems like those are the games that, that Michigan has been so good at putting away. And go back in the time machine a little bit to the, the Buffalo game, because I remember sitting in the stands and I kept thinking, is Michigan really our number five team in the country, as their ranking would suggest? Because we, we've questioned their youth and their inexperience. Remember, they lost Shondi Brown. And, and Isaiah Livers and Franz Wagner and Mike Smith, three of those four are in the NBA. And and the freshmen and, and all the players in new roles, really Eli and Brandon are the only ones that are seniors who have massive experience. And, and they've gone through this. Like even Hunter Dickinson, this is his first year with, with fans in the stands, with the, 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 the load of pressure of being the go-to guy. Um, and, and then I also asked and we, we talked about this who's the number three score it, it really seems like hunter and eli are are the go-to guys but you need three really good scores um we we talked about if Devonte jones can be a top five point guard in the big 10 and with his aggressiveness can he stay out of foul trouble and and as i sat down to watch seton hall i i was hoping that i would be able to check off those boxes and, and be able to answer a lot of those questions and quite frankly I wasn't able to. All of those questions remain serious concerns, and I, I'm still super optimistic about this team. Um, and I think Michigan will be ranked all year, and I think they'll play in the NCAA and be a strong candidate to play in the Sweet 16 and beyond, and, and all of those things are still in front of them. But realistically, those questions still exist, and I think it makes it really fun and intriguing to try to figure out and watch this team. And so, Tim, I, I think you hit, you hit the nail on the head with who's that third guy right now. And I just think we are at a point in this season that was, you know, if you sit back and think about it, it was predictable. This is role definition time uh, because not only with a number of freshmen coming into the fold, but a new point guard coming into the fold as well. Right. And so, 
you know, to me, it was no surprise that when Michigan goes through that drought early in the game, who was it that really sort of rung the bell and got there, you know, got them sort of with a rudder offensively? It was Eli Brooks and Hunter Dickinson, 10 straight points. Eli Brooks had a hand in 10 straight points. He either scored or dished off to Hunter in that in that run. And then it was Eli in the second half, you know, hitting a big three to, to stave off a run and finding Hunter a couple of times. I just think that while other roles are being settled, because, you know, Caleb Houston, he got a lot of shots, a lot of good shots that I think they're going to tell him to keep shooting. But they aren't falling right now. Devontae Jones, you're seeing some aggression from him, but still trying to pick his spots uh, when it comes to when it comes to finding his own offense. In the interim, Tim, I'm telling Eli Brooks and, and Hunter Dickinson, man, you, you guys, it can't be, you know, latter part of the first half or into the second half before you guys start going to get it. You guys need to not necessarily be ball hogs, Tim, but they need to be looking offense to me right now you know, 80% of the time down the floor until you figure out what's going on with the rest of the guys. Sam, the, the guy that I'm going to be hardest on right now was the best player in the building. Okay. So some people are going to say, Tim, you're, you're unfair. Look, bear with me and listen close. Hunter Dickinson was outstanding. He played great versus a loaded defense with size and shot blocking and solid double team concepts. He was eight for 11, nine boards, couple of blocks. I love four assists, one turnover. Great game. Nice job. Fantastic start. I need more. <laughs> a lot more. I but hear you. He, he's an All-American. And, and once again, I'm not diminishing him. He was great. And he's capable of more. And, and Michigan had a six-minute drought in the first half. And, and so Hunter can't score when he's on the bench. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But, but the, the numbers, when, when you look at them, and the presence he has and how hard he plays and his toughness, he gets an A in every category. But in a two-point loss in your own building, I have a problem with 8 of 11. I, I guess it's 8 for 10 if you don't count as 1-3. He was 8 for 10 inside the three-point yeah. line. And if you're 8 for 10, you need five to seven more shots. You've earned the right. And a lot of my issue is with the offense. If you have an unstoppable force – You've got to get him the ball. High field goal, high assist, low turnovers. Put the ball in his hands. 18 points is a great game. If you're an All-American um, in that setting, you learn to take over the game. Yeah. You score 25. And if you score 25, you win that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> two for two from the line, Sam, that, that's not enough. And they yeah. could not cover him. And, and trust me, if, if you're running a ton of offense – to try, you know, high screen and rolls. Let me tell you a story. When I was with the Houston Rockets, we were in the, the um, playoffs against the LA Lakers. That's Kareem and Magic and Byron Scott, and James Worthy. And, and Dream was right in the middle of his career. Hakeem Olajuwon was amazing. And, and so our coach, Don Chaney, put in this offensive set. And like there was a back screen and then a cross screen and then he slipped the screen. And, and Olajuwon said, coach, forget all this. Just give me the ball. <laughs> and, and it was so true. Like we were complicating things. All you need to do is post this guy up, make the other team double him, and you're playing advantage basketball on the weak side. And, and Hunter scored one bucket down the stretch last mm -hmm. night. 
Mm-hmm. And that's not good enough. It, yeah. It's not, especially for a team that's learning how to score. I see. I'm right there with you, Tim. And it, it, it sounds it's like, what the hell are you? I'm sure we're going to get some messages from people. What the hell are you talking about? Hunter Dickinson had 18 points. He was you just said he was eight for 11. Eli Brooks had he was seven for 15 for for 17 points. Here's the the, the best way I can I can put it. I, and I can sort of compare it to, to football. So Michigan goes into Michigan State, and you have Kate McNamara throw for 383 yards in that contest, mm. and they lose, right? And one of the things that we were talking about, and you heard, I got a text message from you, uh, you know, talking about what, how great Devin Gardner's analysis was of that game, right? He, he talked about all the yards, all the plays that were left on the field that day through the air. Probably 500 yards of offense. I agree with him. He was absolutely right. There were 500 yards and at least another touchdown that was left on that field. You saw it the next week where Purdue's quarterback threw for 536 and three touchdowns. Here's the point. You got about what you should – you got the the, the max. You got about as much as you should reasonably expect from Cade McNamara in that game. You aren't getting 500 yards. From him, if he throws for 383 yards in the game, you got to win that game. But mm, when you yeah. get to over the basketball, and you're talking about Hunter Dickinson, yeah, Hunter gave you 18, but he could give you 30. It's different. His 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 ceiling is higher. The room for him to provide more is greater. So I'm right there with you, Tim. Especially in, in unless and until someone else is ready to step to the fore, and I think that time will come as these guys play together more. But I think the, the most damning statistic that you gave wasn't the number of shots for either guy. It was that both guys were two for two from the free throw line, especially in the absence of, of anything in the way of three-point efficiency. If the jumpers aren't falling, Tim, let's get to the free throw line, especially on a day where they were shooting them at a pretty good clip. I mean, shooting them at a pretty good percentage. Well said. And, you know, Sam, I consider you a really close friend, but I'm questioning it now. I've taken three weeks to get over the Michigan State game, and you just opened up <laughs> wounds that were healing. Thank you very much for that. Look, I, um, I, I think that, that there was a really good chance that Michigan could go to UNLV and lose or get beat by Wichita State or Arizona on Sunday. But that's not going to happen now. Because Juwan's got their attention. They're going to be hypersensitive about the things that they did wrong. And they're going to look to improve them. Michigan had an early loss somewhere on their schedule. I didn't know which one it was. But, but they've, they've already had it. And they're not going to lose again for a while. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, you know, who the guy I really miss? I miss Franz Wagner. You know, we, we so could have used a guy that can just put the ball on the floor three or four times per half and get you a layup. And and this team really is going to need some playmakers. And right now, can, can you see who that, that driver, slasher, finisher is? Yes. Yes, I can. Oh, well, well, it's a little bit of a projection. I can tell you who I would give it give a shot. Kobe mm-hmm. Bufkin. Yeah, I give Kobe Bufkin good, a shot. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I, listen, you know what I think of Kobe's game. Uh, and and to me, his, his he put it on the deck. Got to the got to the rack, finished through contact. Get a young fella a foul, ref. Come on, man, that was a hell of a play. But that's a that's a talent, that's a skill that they need. They need some slashing. And the minute you start playing Kobe to to put it on the deck, he can shoot it. Now he he might go through the same 
growing pains that we see Caleb Houston experiencing right now. I'm not guaranteeing you that Kobe Bufkin is going to come in there and if he gets four threes that he's going to hit, I don't know. But I'm willing to give him a shot, especially when he only played nine minutes in that game. Uh, to me, if they go, when they go back and evaluate his minutes, I got to believe that they feel like, man, we, we need to give him a couple of more minutes in this next game. Yeah, after the uh, the Buffalo game, I was thinking, how long will it take for a- for for Adrian to lose his job to Kobe Bufkin? It took one game, um, and Adrian was pretty good against Buffalo. But but your future is is with Kobe Bufkin, and and I also think, man, when when I watch him, he reminds me a lot of Zeb Jackson, same body type, that you know, similar size, athletic, lefty. Um, I, I I think that they need somebody that brings athleticism to the table. And, and those are two pretty good options. I, I also wanted to ask you, Devontae Jones, I, I've, I've noticed some people were a little bit hard on him, and I really like the way he plays. You know, a double-double in that setting. He, he is who he is. He's not a world-class athlete, but I, I think that, that he did a pretty good job. What were your thoughts? I thought so, too. I, I think that he is still trying to get comfortable with Hunter in a two-man game. Uh, you know, I think that there there are going to be better days ahead as he gets used to the pace and space with Hunter. Mm-hmm. I, I think you see you see that chemistry with with Eli where they just seem to know. I I mean, whether it's sometimes, man, and you know this is a big fella, sometimes you set a screen and maybe it doesn't get the guy as free. So go back the other way. Use the screen again. That doesn't work, use it again. Did you see Eli and Hunter sort of have that chemistry? I mean, it was like they kind of just knew what the other was going to do, and that's just not there yet with with Devontae, and I think it will come. I think he has a good mid-range game. Uh, It just hasn't shown yet. I think he's trying to pick his spots offensively as well. I I was encouraged to see him hit a three in this game. I just think it's just a matter of him getting comfortable. It was good to see him on the glass, though. Uh, You know, it wasn't necessarily falling as much as he would like for it to fall, but he went and got it off the rim. So I appreciate that. On the glass, he reminds me of Russell Westbrook. You know, the big guys box out, and then all of a sudden this point guard comes and grabs all the rebounds. Uh, a couple of other things. I do think he's going to be an effective shooter. And in the practices that I've watched, I, 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 he's probably a better shooter than, than what I've given him credit for. Because when he's shooting 50 uncontested threes with managers tossing him the ball, that's not game speed in practice. And, and so his shot looks a little bit fast right now. I think he needs to figure out, okay, I'm playing with an elite center. How can I use him to get myself some layups and open shots? Also, the faster the pace that, that you're playing, the better for him. I think he's going to really thrive against UNLV. I think he'll have his career high. I know his, um, I mean his career high at Michigan. I think he, he could have 15 points plus in that game. And then the other thing is, um, I don't know if you watched the Pistons game the other night, uh, but I, I like Isaiah Stewart, the starting center for the Pistons, mm-hmm. and he's got a problem getting in foul trouble. Yes, he does. And 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 so I, I shared a story um, during our broadcast that when I was a young player, Jeff Ruland called me aside, and I was starting for the Philadelphia 76ers, and I got two quick fouls, and I was out most of the half. And he said, "Look, you, that's the the dumbest thing I've ever seen <laughs> because like you've got a chance to start." And you just you just wasted about 10 minutes of game time because you made two bad decisions. He said, I recommend that you go the first four minutes of every game 
and do not get a foul. If you've got to give up a layup, do it, but don't, don't sacrifice yourself. And at the four minute or the eight minute mark of the, the, the first quarter, then you start playing loose and free. I think that that would be really smart of Devonte Jones to go the first four minutes of every game and just keep your hands off your man. Just stay half a step away and establish yourself for the whole game. I can't remember which game it was that they played. It might have been, it might have been the the game against the Nets. One of those games, he picked up like two fouls in the first couple minutes. It was, it, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even two minutes gone. He was gone. He was like a big, a big storm. You know, it's big and it's powerful and it's mean, and all of a sudden it's gone. <laughs> That's the way Isaiah Stewart was. Um, Sam, one one other thing I wanted to touch on is how I I just I I feel like Michigan lost this game because their support big guys did not do a good enough job. They were not productive. Um, Diabate, Williams, Johns, they played 50 minutes combined. Listen to these numbers. Four for 15, 11 points. My concern, only five rebounds. Mm -hmm. And, And I know that there were several times that Jones came in and swiped their rebounds that should have been there. So I don't want to obsess about the rebound numbers. But but those guys have to be more productive. And Musa only had 11 minutes. What I would say, they need his energy, but he cannot afford to ease into a game. When you're a bench big, you've got to come in and you've got to impact the game with something right away. Yeah, I think that his, and I don't know this, this is just my speculation, there's some defensive breakdowns. Uh, mm-hmm. In there that I think maybe, oh yeah, yeah, I think that maybe sort of limited his limited his time a bit. Yeah, you you absolutely need more from Brandon. Jones. You know, Brandon Johns Jr. is supposed to be a a, a guy. Uh, this is supposed to be a breakout uh, for for him. And in this game, uh, especially with all of the attention Hunter commands, uh, you you need more production out of him. But I'll say I'll come back to something I said a little bit earlier. I think there was a lot. Of, of pressure on the young guys, um, especially Caleb Houston, uh, to, to be more of a guy. And I think you can maybe spread that pressure out a little bit more, whether it's a definitely a few more minutes for, for Kobe Bufkin. Uh, I liked the, the minutes that they got from, from Terrence Williams, even though defensively uh, at times with the, with the quickness and the slashing ability that we saw from from Seton Hall that 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 compromised them. There were some breakdowns, but just the the energy and activity that you're talking about. I think Terrence Williams and Musa Diabate. I think both of them bring that to the table. So maybe spreading out some of the minutes that we saw. I mean, the starters logged heavy minutes, man. Uh, especially Caleb yeah. and and Eli. And I just think those can can be spread out a little bit more, especially Caleb's, and maybe that'll help them as they get into these uh, these next couple of games here. I like what you said about Caleb and and he um he did play a lot of minutes and and he played I played the most minutes. He, yeah, he he was out there. I, I like him on defense. Now th- there were a few possessions that that he was mediocre on defensively after missing a shot, but that's normal. I mean, I did right. that all the time too. I'd be so mad <laughs> that I missed an open shot and I would lose my focus on defense. He'll, he'll learn that as he gets older. And right now on offense, if you watch closely, he basically is springing down the court and running right to the corner and waiting for the ball. And if, if they, they find him, he's got an open shot. But he was one for nine and missed all of his threes. As time goes on, 
he's going to learn how to impact the game in different ways. He'll, he'll be better physically. He'll learn uh, on how to diversify his game as a scorer because if, if you're going to just rely on somebody to hit you in the corner for an open three, you really become pretty easy to account for with the opposing defense. Uh, to, to be able to, to get some cuts to the basket. And I think, I think he could really learn a lot from watching some old, old tape of Franz Wagner playing that position. Even Isaiah Livers, those, those guys learned how to get to the line, how to be a little bit more physical on their drives, to draw that contact, to find a little bit in transition. So I am um, I'm up op- I'm optimistic and I'm very pleased with what I've seen from him so far. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Tim. I think it's a great point. This is another sort of a the free throw line can help you. When I talk about spreading his minutes out, that's not that's not a, a, a criticism. That's not me saying I don't think he's capable. It's it's more saying, man, get he might need a breather. <laughs> you know, he might need mm-hmm. a, a a chance to to gather himself. And then you're also uh you're also growing some other guys on, on the um on on in your rotation, but I, I am coming out of this game telling Caleb Houston exactly what you said. Hey, you know you're gonna have to maybe you know get, give me a basket cut, maybe put it on the deck. They're gonna overplay you on the perimeter, but I'm telling him to keep shooting, young for Caleb. Keep shooting. You got good looks. Those looks, those shots are gonna fall. One that sticks out to me is right before the half. Tim, he gets that open three in the corner and he misses it. You can see him hang hang his head a little bit. And Kobe is right there with him telling, hey, man, that's a great shot. You got to shoot that every time. He needs to shoot that shot because I think just from a skill set standpoint, Caleb Houston is their best shooter. He is their best. His numbers don't say that on the court as far as production, but just pure skill, shooting drills, I'm sure. Caleb Houston is, is their best shooter. They need him to keep shooting. I think they will eventually start falling. You know, he he needs to be like Cade Cunningham and just keep shooting. Cade Cade's three-point percentage is horrific, um, but he's, he's a good shooter, and he's going to learn to knock those down. And In the meantime, just keep learning how to play off of your teammates, how to get open, how to get good shots. And then when your feet are set, take a half a second longer and make sure that you shoot your, your threes just like a free throw with, with very little movement, with, with no um, urgency. Just take your time and knock it down, and he's, he's going he's gonna to have a great season. Uh, we're going to be doing another episode here in uh, in a couple of days where we're going to talk to Jet Howard. I'm really looking forward to that conversation. Uh, but the next one, we'll be able to recap UNLV for just for this one, Tim. What can you tell us about these? These aren't talk to sharks running rebels. It's not you know Larry Johnson and Anderson Hunt and Stacy Augman. It's not the Greg Anthony. Not those guys. What do these running rebels bring to the table? Sam, I'm embarrassed to say that I, I started studying this afternoon UNLV. I was looking at some of the analytic numbers. I was looking at their roster, and I said, I don't know any of these guys. I've never heard of any of them. They're middle of the pack in the Mountain West. And, and I said, I've got a life. I'm not looking at any more of this stuff on UNLV. I'll figure it out when I watch them on Friday. And so I, um, I, I, I do know that their defensive numbers are good, but that's because they're playing overmatched opponents. Um, UNLV doesn't shoot very well. But more than anything else, it all matters about Michigan learning from the Seton Hall game. I expect them to do that. There's nobody on that UNLV team that can deal with Hunter Dickinson. So uh, until you figure things out, ride the big dog. Just get him the ball and and let him go to work, and he's going to make everybody else's job easy. So this is my final question to you, Tim, as a big fella. uh, Because, you know, Hunter can't give the ball to himself. Like you say, he, he needs to get more shots up. He, he's 8 for 11. I agree that 
right now or in a game like that where most of the other guys are struggling offensively, he needs more shots. Same thing with Eli Brooks, even though they put up 11 and 15 respectively. But Eli can determine the shots he gets. Hunter can't. So does that mean that he needs to demand the ball more as a big fella? Is that what he should be doing? I shared this story with you in the past, Sam. Um, I, I was playing for the Sixers, and and Mo Cheeks was my point guard, and and I I was I was on the low post. I had a guy I knew I could score against, and he didn't give me the ball. And so during a timeout, I said, Mo, what's going on? Why didn't you give me the ball? And he said, If you don't look like you want the ball and demand it, I'm not giving it to you. And and it was a great lesson because if a big guy is waving his arms and he's got a look on his face like, give me the ball, I'm going to work, everybody in the stands, everybody on TV is saying, why aren't they giving it to him? And and so that that big man, by by getting big and demanding the ball, he will get it. And 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 Michigan wants to throw it to him. There there were a number of times that that they just they they looked him off and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And so just so just so people don't do you like they do Dev? Look, he played great, right? You're saying he played great. He's, great. <laughs> yeah. He's an All-American. <laughs> he played and, great. He had a really good what? game. Just said he, yeah. hey, you need a what? little more right now. You know, if if Hassan Haskins has 100 yards and he only has eight carries, I'm wondering how come he doesn't have 20 carries. <laughs> you know, like like you, you if somebody's rolling, you go to him. And it doesn't matter the sport. I, I want to see Hunter Dickinson high usage. He's a very good passer. He takes a lot of space up. He draws double teams and he can't be stopped. To me, that's that's a that's a real recipe for success. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Tim McCormick. It is always a pleasure, my friend. We just had to get this episode in uh, so we can talk about Seton Hall and we'll be back with another episode on Sunday uh, to look ahead to the week. We'll recap the UNLV game. We'll have a special guest Jet Howard, really looking forward to talking to Jet, Tim. Uh, man, that was – I thought the way that he finished the summer at the Players Association Top 100 camp, I, I just – I thought it was a fitting end to what I thought was a breakout summer, really validated his ranking as one of the top, you know, 25 or 30 players in the country. The way things are looking, there's a very good chance that next year, one year from now as we're getting ready for some turkey and Thanksgiving, that Jet Howard is Michigan starting small forward. I agree. All right, Tim, appreciate you. We'll talk to you again in a few days. And, folks, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Michigan Basketball Insider. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.